Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brennan McCullough. Just us again, still in quarantine. Uh, do you think the end is near? I, I don't mean like the end of the world, <laughs> I mean, but like yeah, the end of fun. quarantine. <laughs> uh, it seems like, at least in California and a few other states, are trying to slowly reopen stuff. Not all at once, but like a certain you know subset of businesses here and there and trying to tell people like oh you have to wear face mask everywhere but some of these places you don't i don't i don't i think it's a bad idea i think it's just going to backlash and you know i saw someone th- bring up a graph of the the spanish flu of like 1913 or whatever oh no and you can see three distinct waves where it's like the first wave everyone starts taking precautions Everyone gets lazy and says, like, oh, it's over. Everyone stops doing the precautions. And then a huge spike of it. And it comes back down. Like, it it, it happens all the time. That is what's going to happen. Because I was out for a drive the other day being like, oh, yeah, I do need some actual groceries. And the the highway, it was, like, almost like as if there is no quarantine. I was like, holy shit, everyone is out and about. And, uh, yeah, all grocery stores, like, I guess that's the only place you can really go. Uh, to get certain things, but like they're like overflowing with people. Mm-hmm. I just think a lot of people are just saying, throwing care to the wind and being like, I just want to carry on. It, not my wayward son. <laughs> people are just getting fidgety and are just like, any chance of getting out, it's like, you know, you're trying to give a bath to a dog and like you see the door crack open a little bit and the dog's out. Like the dog takes that chance. And yep. that's what people are doing with like being in quarantine. And they're like, I get it. Oh, no, I know I'm super guilty and I shouldn't be doing it either, but I just had two friends over to play some, uh, we were jamming out in the basement, which I mean, that's not a huge deal. I mean, no, we no, all breaking quarantine. It is. We were, <laughs> I definitely did. Oh no. And I admitted it on air. I'm going to be arrested. Mark, help me. I mean, like he, he does think about it the most. So like, yeah, that's probably the best bet out of our group. That's um, true. I, I do know some people, like, a friend of mine went back and saw her parents because both her parents and her have been self-quarantined for, you know, this whole time. And, like, they're definitely clean and good. So, like, they hung out. So, like, it is possible to do that. But it's just anyone who does that realize you are running the risk of you can be a carrier and not realize it. And you can pick yeah. it up super easily. So, even if you think you're good, you might like, I ran out and got lunch. It I, I still cleaned, I still washed my hands and all that stuff, wore a mask and everything, and you barely touched anyone. So, like, because I touch people all the time when I did before all this happened. Um, no, but, like, you do run that risk. So, like, do it at your own risk sort of thing. Yeah. Like, you can have people over. Like, I, my D&D group hasn't met since, and I'm just like, fuck, because I hate playing online. And I was like, I-, I want D&D. Maybe I'll risk it for D&D, but I need other people to risk it, too, so. Yeah, so you're telling me I'm part of the problem. Tell me something I don't already know. No, I'm just kidding. It's white a, male privilege. No. It is. That's what I mean. I <laughs> I just need to have my friends over. You know, I know that I shouldn't have done that, but it was I was itching to just play some music. That's the thing. I'm spending this time during quarantine writing music again. It's been a hot yeah, minute since I've done that, and I have a new song under my belt. Ooh. I'm doing it all by myself. I'm doing the guitars, the drums, the bass, and I might recruit someone else to do vocals. But it's going to be like a screamo side project. I'm really excited about that, but. But this is a video game podcast, not a quarantine <laughs> podcast. I mean, for the past few weeks, it's been a quarantine, quarantine podcast. podcast. Yeah, we're definitely kind of just keeping everybody up to date. If you ever go through the backlog of this podcast, which I hope nobody does, but hope <laughs> actually, I do hope you do, because that's why we do this thing. But uh, if you do that, you'll be like, wow, look at this weird time in history. Wow, it's still going. Yeah, both the podcast and the quarantine. Exactly. Uh, shocking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's. I mean, it's not... <laughs> It's worse that, it, like, everyone was talking about the Sonic movie, but now that there's an actual global history-making pandemic, like, yeah, we can talk about it for a while. Yeah, that's true. We don't have to move on right away while it's still happening. Yep, so. it's the hot topic, but that's the thing. Yep. It's keeping us indoors for the most part, unless you're breaking quarantine. Um, And Dark. we're playing video games. I don't know about you. I am still going with Animal Crossing. In fact, I remember last episode you said you were falling off, but yeah. all I really want to mention is I beat it finally and beat it uh, when I say fun. that he showed up and did a concert. And I don't know what I had in mind for this concert going into this being <laughs> like, oh, it's the, like grand climactic ending of like this game. I just like pictured all this stuff to happen and There's it was just him with Animal an acoustic Crossing. guitar, the lights fade and it's some credits. And I was like, okay, I accept that ending. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, 
the cool thing about that though, since it's like the first time you go through that, he gives you a song like New Horizons, so it's like the theme song, and you can play that on your record player or cassette deck or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but just actually, that was a few days ago when that happened, and just so happened this Sunday, I saw him again. He's on my island. He's just hanging out, and he's like, "Oh, at six p.m., I'll be taking requests for songs." I'm like, "That's cool." So at six p.m., I logged in and I went up to him, and he was like, "You want to name a song that I'll play?" And I typed in just like super lazily in all lowercase, no punctuation, just K space K space Bossa, because that's like my favorite tune of his. Mm-hmm. And he didn't really recognize it, so he was just <laughs> like, "He was like, I just pulled something else. out of my back." catalog exactly but then i ended up talking to him again i'm like let me try this again and i did it with the exact like punctuation and like capitalization and he recognized it and plays played the song i requested so i thought that was pretty cool so i'm assuming if you want to do that you have to be very precise yeah you have to get the exact spelling and yeah i think i did some nirvana song and he's like here's something else i was like cool (laughs) i didn't ask for that though exactly (laughs) but yeah so it's fun to finally wrap that game up i have the the landscaping ability, uh, able to do paths and, uh, rivers and cliffs and stuff. And that's a, my only, it's not even a complaint, but I just wish like order of operations, like you'd get the path creating before KK shows up. Cause like, I don't know. The whole point is like, you're prettying up your Island. Like, let me make some paths like along the way. Yeah. It's just grass everywhere. And he has to like walk through like a field and an orchard just to get to your town hall. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. Uh that just felt weird as like that's an end game kind of goal, but uh uh having fun. Oh, that's another big update. Rizzo finally left. All right. So, like I walked by <laughs> and he had the the thought bubble and it was actually when my wife was playing, she saw him. She's like, "Rizzo's got the thought bubble." I'm like, "All right. <laughs> Get him run out." over. Yeah, she says, "Uh yeah, go to another island." And then I log in. He still had the thought bubble. So, both of us told him like, "Yeah, get the hell out of here." And he he <laughs> left. And I remember uh, Tom Nook or Isabel, actually it's probably Isabel was like, oh, before, this is their last day on the island, uh, go say goodbye or something. So I'm like, you know what, I actually will just because I'm a good person. And I walked in and as soon as I did, everything's like all boxed up and stuff. And my wife goes, this is sad. (laughs) I was like, no, we've been wanting this for so long. (laughs) So yeah, I wasn't, I don't know, I wasn't very sad myself. I was like, see you later, Rizzo. And his house is now a plot and hopefully someone else cool moves in. I am always surprised by people talking about how fast people move out or like, they're like, oh yeah, I got three, you know, plots of land open. I'm looking for new villagers. I'm island hopping, trying to find one or, you know, waiting for someone to appear at your camp. I've had maybe three villagers appear in my camp the whole time I played. And yeah, um, anytime I had a plot of land, it was sold the next day, if not immediately, like when that person moves out. Yep. So like, even at the beginning, when you build three new houses to attract villagers, Two out of three of those houses were sold instantly. So, like, I couldn't even really shop around and island hop for a new villager because they fill so fast. So, right. I don't know if that's specific or if that's just, like, how everyone's doing. Like, I'm not sure. And as for villagers moving out, I've only had two. So, I had <laughs> I had Ellie, who was an elephant, who was very sweet. I liked her. And she just wanted to get the hell out. I don't know why. So, I felt betrayed and hurt. Yeah, she didn't like you. <laughs> Fine, I get it. I understand. <laughs> I'm still bitter about it. I was like, fine. Uh, I got Mint the Squirrel showed up. I was like, yo, I love Mint's look. She's cool as shit. And we shared the same birthday. Um, oh, wow. So I was like, all right, you can move in. She's like, oh, let me ask around to see who wants to move out, and I'll take their spot. And, of course, Ellie volunteered right away. I was like, bitch. I was like, all right, fine. Ellie can move out. That's fine. I got Mint now. As soon as Ellie moves out, I go to like the recycling bin in the town hall to like loot through the garbage, like the fucking gremlin I am. Yeah, and uh, it was a book. It Ellie just moved out, and in the recycling bin was the book I gave her as a gift because she likes reading. Ouch! I was like, "You bitch! You yeah. skank ass whore!" <laughs> That's really fucked up. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just showering gifts on uh, Hamphrey because he's got just a very Japanese aesthetic, so you get a bunch of japanese stuff because it's a japanese game that's Um, cool so like he's he's digging it but like yeah i'm i'm surprised because i've i've only had a house open maybe a day a plot of land open for maybe a day at most before someone flies in steals it out of nowhere or i've only had two people ever move out so like i don't know what people are doing you know what it's probably time travel people probably try and travel yeah and people are moving out much quicker and then 
that day where no one's buying that plot of land. If you time travel that day lasts for longer and you know, stuff like that. So you yeah, go at the you know standard pace. It, you don't have a lot of opportunities for uh, a carousel of villagers. They don't, they don't cycle in and out as quickly. That's just heartless, though, Ellie. I can't believe the whole book thing. Like, I book. Dur- since it's quarantine, I sent every one of my island residents a doctor's mask because I'm like, all right, everyone, stay <laughs> safe. And uh, when I walk into their houses, at least they put it on display. Like, there'll be like some little like head mannequin <laughs> uh, with a doctor's mask. I'm like, that's yeah. cute, but that's not the point. You gotta People- wear it. And that's another thing, especially with a character like, uh, who's a duck. Oh my, I'm blanking on her name right now, but, uh, she, I'm just Catch thinking, her. how would she look with that over her beak? I, yeah, I wonder if there's certain clothes that certain villagers just cannot wear. Like, yeah, I like know. Argonians can't wear armor or whatever. <laughs> Can they? I, I don't, I, something in, uh, Morrowind, like they can't wear shoes like or something. Or, no, they can't wear boot armor. And it sucks because, like, certain, uh, shoes or boots, like, make you faster. And I'm like, I'm always an Argonian. And it's like, yep, can't wear fucking boots. You just want that breathe in the water ability. Exactly. I mean, it's so, so nice, though. Um, yeah, I wonder if there's certain clothing that certain villagers can't wear. So, like, I know Julian is a unicorn, wink. Um, he's actually just a horse, but he wears a horn, like a fake horn on his head all the time uh, and uh, i saw someone on twitter saying like oh yeah i love julian it's so cool i have like an actual unicorn on my island and it was raining one day and he came out wearing like a rain hat and like a raincoat and the person's just like julian what the fuck are you a horse are you not a unicorn yeah so like they can't wear certain stuff and I, yeah i'm wondering wondering what's the limits of that Cause I'm just worried there's going to be an islander in a wheelchair, and then the one day they'll be walking and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> you son of a bitch! I give you all those bells! <laughs> oh, man. I was talking about the Big Lebowski earlier, and now that reminds me of that fantastic scene. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it is crazy, because you can give them clothing, and then if you hang up your designs in the Sable Sister shop, they'll sometimes they'll buy them. So, like, I had a horse on my island. I don't care for horses. So I tried to get Ed the hell out. And then one day I saw him looking in, like, the clothing store. And then the next day I see him wearing a Spider-Man 2099 sweater I designed. And I'm just oh, like, nice. It's like, all right, Ed, you're, you're, you're warming up to me. You're trying, though. It's obvious. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, all my designs in the store are just Spider-Man costumes. So I just got, like, random animals dressed up as Spider-Man. That's um, awesome. But, yeah, it's it's interesting to see how heartless people are with it. Like, I got Raymond on my island, and people are like, you know, it's it's a meme now where people are charging 500 uh, Nook Miles tickets just to see Raymond or just to talk to him. <laughs> you don't get him. You just talk to What him. the hell? Or, like, someone is selling Raymond's flea. Like, he got a flea, and they caught it, and they're like, you can have Raymond's flea for, like, 50,000 bells. And they're just like, what the fuck? Like, why Yeah, that's bizarre. So it's obsessed? like, can I get his bathwater next? Like, it's at that level. It's so insane. And, like, I tried getting him to leave, like, trying to get him to leave, and then I got to, like, sell him off. But, like, I don't really want anything. My friend really wants him. I'll give him to her. But, like, I don't get it. He's, like, uh, he, he's nothing special to me. I'm worried. Are there, like, scams in this whole, like, you're trying to give off Raymond, but you end up giving him Rodney? <laughs> no, because the, the way people, like, sell a villager, quote-unquote, is um they'll dig holes around the house. And then that villager can't leave that house. Okay. And then they'll wait till someone comes to their island, pays them, and then um, as a, like a visitor on someone's island, you can't modify the land, you can't shovel anything. So the owner has to unshovel the holes, and then the person that bought them will go in and talk to them and then recruit them to their island. Gotcha. Yeah, it's funny. I think I saw a tweet from a uh, previous guest, Matt Apodaca. He's a big player of this game, oh, and yeah, I he's. Saw that. He hates the Quilson guy, and he ended up uh, building a fence around his house so he can't go anywhere. And then when he's standing outside, he would just, like, in text message him to be like, please leave. <laughs> it's like, and then I forget exactly who commented it, but they were just like, I'm going to, I hope all your other islanders leave if they see you doing this to this poor soul. <laughs> it's like, yeah, uh, I, I can't blame him, though. It's just like, we've been through it. There needs to be a more clear cut way to just be like, boot this person get him out i know with uh ed the horse i put barbed wire fence around his house and i put a sign out front that said beware of demons because <laughs> horses are monsters and shouldn't exist um 
And like I the like first day he was there, I saw him like walk out like reading the sign. I was like, oh man, I kind of feel bad. Uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, I it's because I've heard different people speculate of how to get rid of them fast. It's either burn out their dialogue option so they're sick of you, or never talk to them at all. Yeah, and I never talked to Ed, and he just like bounced after like two weeks or so. I didn't like harass him. I didn't like hit him with the net or anything. He just like I'm done. But then, like, Wendy the sheep, I don't really care for her, but I've never spoken to her. She's been here since, like, day one. She's one of the first, like, three villagers I got. Yeah. So, like, I'm not actively engaging with her, so I'm not trying to keep her, but she also isn't leaving. And same with, like, Raymond. I tried to get rid of him, and he wouldn't leave, so I'm like, I don't know. I don't think there is a clear way. I think people are just doing stuff and associating it with them leaving. And are you able to be, like, close with, like, all of your villagers? Because I know, like, if you're close with them, for instance, you have, like, an extra dialogue option of, like, here, let me, this is yours or something, and you can give them a gift. Uh, it seems like certain characters I had that relationship with, I no longer do, and other characters I do, and I'm wondering if it's, like, a limit. I think it's just talking to them. So, like, a lot of villagers I talked to the first time I talked to them that day, I only have the talk and goodbye option. And yeah. if I talk to him again that day, there's the give a gift item. Uh, okay. I'm not, I'm not sure, though. I'm, I'm not sure if there's different levels. I know people will give you nicknames. So, like, Ellie gave me the nickname Sunflower. And then my other villagers heard that and started calling me that. And then she left and broke my heart. And then they kept uh, calling me that. So it hurt even more. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> to remind you? What the hell? Yeah. I was like, hey, can you stop calling me this? Um, yeah. So I know some will give you nicknames. Some will give you gifts. Some will give you letters. Like, when I tried getting rid of Raymond, I got a lot of letters from him of, like, <laughs> basically saying, like, please keep me here. I'd stop kicking me out. I was like, God damn it, Raymond. Um, Sunflower, so yeah. though, is really a nice nickname. Rhonda the uh, Rhinoceros calls me Bigfoot. <laughs> hey, Bigfoot. Hey, Big, I'm like, what I the mean, hell? You're a weird, like, forest ape. That kind of works. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> oh, speaking of Bigfoot, we still got to watch that movie. Anyway. No, I'm never Son of it. Bigfoot. No. Um, but yeah, so, uh, Animal Crossing for me, I got all the fossils, I finished the fossil collection. Damn! I was, was kind of really bummed there's no Nook Miles achievement for it. What? Like, Are like, you fucking no- me? <laughs> there's nothing. Blathers is like, wow, our museum's filled up with, like, fossils. Good job. That's it. Dude, give me some fucking fireworks or something. <laughs> so, yeah, something. I was like, something besides Blather just talking more. Like, I like Blathers, but, like, yeah, the fuck, you know. Now I got a whole art wing I have to fill out, and uh, Red the Fox is only at my island at once every two weeks, so that's going to be for fucking ever. So, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm just, I'm on a few discords, and I'm now just, like, the fossil guy, because I saved every fossil I ever got, even the duplicates. So oh, I'm, nice. I'm just, like, wheeling and dealing different fossils, like, what do you need? I got this. Give me this. I need this one. Like, But the fossils were the only thing I really cared about, because everything else, all the bugs and fish are seasonal, so you can't, like... You know, unless you're time traveling, you can't fill those out. Right. So I'm just like, I don't know. I'm done. Like, I've really yeah. dropped off. Like, I feel like I'm getting time. to that point now. I'm just really just customizing the island, trying to make it as nice as possible. I'll come back every now and then to get seasonal bugs and fish. But yeah, I think the hype for the game will die down soon. Uh, And that's the thing. I still see people doing some really cool creative shit. In fact, I was in a Doughboys group uh, on Facebook and one of the fans there posted a picture of their island and they had like a whole soccer setup. Like I know you can buy soccer nets, but like they even use like the custom ground customization to like do like the lines and everything. So it really looked like an awesome soccer little area. So I don't know. I'm sure people are going to continue to push those boundaries so to speak yeah i mean it's always meant to be just a check-in every you know 20 minutes every day sort of game it's never meant to be this big grind it's just because we're all in quarantine everyone's doing that so i think everyone's just gonna be hitting the pace at which the game was intended to be played which is fine yeah but i think yeah achievement wise or like goal orient wise most of us are gonna be burnt out after we get kk slider because like what else is there also why do you have to get four stars to get Kike Slider to try and impress him? Because he's so busy. But then he's there once a week now. Once he yeah, actually shows that, up. I thought I was special that I'm like, oh, he's back already? Damn. But no, like, no, I week. think it's, yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. I think I got him to show up with only three stars. I was very fortunate. Oh. It was just like super lucky. Oh, cool. I I thought you had to get four stars. Maybe not. Maybe there's just a certain requirement of like a number of villagers and if they're all happy. 
And hopefully getting him to be the one that gives you the feedback. So I don't know if it's like a random, like, oh, Joe Blow gave you feedback versus KK himself did. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think most people are just going to be like, yeah, playing it 10, 20 minutes a day, if that, maybe taking a few days off. I've let my eye on go to shit. I haven't picked weeds or picked up sticks in weeks now. But then uh, for for a lot of other people, it's just going to be a creative, like, what can I get away with? How what, what how much can I do in this game now? Because I saw someone build, like, a small city and, like, recreate a Godzilla movie where they have, like, the monster statue that is Godzilla. <laughs> and then they had three Brachio uh, skulls, which are, like, the long neck uh, dinosaurs. And mm-hmm. put them all next to each other and, like, turn two of them. So it looked like King Gamera or King Ghidorah. What's his name? The three-headed. Oh. A uh, big gold dragon from Godzilla. With yeah, three heads. Um, I can't think of the name either. So like he recreated like a Godzilla movie and like had a camera and like a director's chair up on like a higher plateau than everything else and stuff. So it's like, oh, that's really cool. That takes a lot of fucking time though, and it, you get like you know a solid five seconds of like neat. Yep. Moving on. <laughs> so I, I think that's gonna be the two camps who keep playing this. The people that just whittle away at it forever. And then the people who just do weird, turn it, turn their entire island into a soccer field or you know, turn it into a Power Rangers movie or something. Totally. But, yeah, so it's winding down for me as well. So listeners, yeah. if you're like, fuck Animal Crossing, I can't wait for them to stop talking about it. It's soon. <laughs> good, good news. <laughs> but yeah, that's basically all I've been playing. I did download the free months or the free months, the free games for this month. But uh, like I said, it's fucking Farming Simulator and City Skyline. So I'll <laughs> see if I get around to that. I didn't download them yet. I can't imagine you're going to enjoy City Skylines at all. You might like Farming Simulator. You might. Just that's where I think. Yeah, I, I might just play might some just... Farming Simulator tonight just to check it out and be like, let's be a farmer. It might be like a wind down game for you or like, you know throw back a few drinks and just zone out yeah that sounds fun how about you though have you played anything new i know it's only been a week since we last talked uh for anyone who's uh who's sick of me talking about xcom and wants me to move on bad news too bad (laughs) i am in much deeper Uh, all right so what's going on there uh i dabbled a bit in hades again just to kill time that's that uh other game from super giant who did bastion and super transistor and it's oh yeah that's still good. Like, that's still solid as shit. That's one game that, like, this doesn't need to be early access. This is good enough. Like, you can put a full price tag on this and you're fine. But yeah, otherwise, uh, XCOM 2, I started up War of the Chosen, which is, like, a big expansion pack they had, where it was, like, $40. Yeah. Um, and it adds a ton. Um, I wish I knew more about it before I started playing XCOM 2 again, because it's effectively, it's, it's an expansion to the original game. So it's effectively the original game again. But it's like, hey, remember how this game was tough? It's like, yeah. It's like, what if it was harder? More so. It's like, all right, what's this about? Um, So the Chosen are three elite guards for the advent, for the aliens that are uh, attacked and took over Earth. So the War of the Chosen is you, instead of being able to fly around the whole globe at the very beginning, now you only start on one place. You have to inch your way outward bit by bit. Okay. And while you're expanding your territory and network of, like, rebels, these three elite guards are hunting after you. And uh, they're gathering information on you, so they might attack you, like, while you're traveling around. Uh, If you do any missions in their territories, they might show up on that mission and hunt you down. And they're really fucking tough, at least early on. Uh, Once again, XCOM 2's got a huge difficulty curve in the very beginning. And it's much harder in this one. Because I don't know if it's random or if you have the same assassin appear the first or the same chosen appear the first time. Uh, but for me, it's the assassin. So there's the assassin who like goes invisible and has a katana and like stabs people and stuff and like sneaks around. Uh, yeah. Essentially, a, like elite sniper who can like pick you off from anywhere on the map, wherever he is. And not much else. He really doesn't do much else. He's kind of shit. And then the third one's the warlock who. There's psychic abilities in XCOM as well. So he's like mm-hmm. the psychic guy. So he can, you know, mind control people. He summons a bunch of like psychic zombies, they call them. Um, he can like uh, put up a psychic like minefield around him so he can't take damage for one turn, but he also can't attack for one turn. And like, so him and the assassin are tough, especially early on when you can't hit him with Overwatch. Um, when the assassin's visible, 
it's hard. It, there's so much to XCOM, it's hard to just explain that. So yeah, I was going to say Overwatch. Which game are we talking about? No, I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so XCOM is basically like, it plays like D&D and it's turn-based and you have a squadron and you move on tiles and stuff and you take cover and all this stuff. Overwatch is one of your abilities where you have two units of energy per like character. One you use to move, one you use to shoot, one you use to reload, all this stuff. Overwatch is if you move, they go on Overwatch and they essentially are on lookout. And if they see anyone, any enemy move while they're on Overwatch, they'll shoot at them like instantly. And the assassin, when they're invisible, can't, like doesn't get that at all. So the assassin just sneaks in, kills one of your best guys, and it sneaks out. And it's just like, fuck! Damn. And it's so yeah. hard early on. Um, but yeah, so it's just, it's XCOM 2 again, but with like more shit added on. So there's new enemies, there's new locations. Uh, now with my rebel team, there's also three other rebel teams. This human uh, group that are all stealthy and sniper-based. Advent the, are the aliens in this. There's a rebel group within them of like Advent aliens that escaped the mind control and are now rebelling against them. They're good as shit. They're super good. Yeah. And then um, Templars, which are like a psychic human branch who specialize in like, they have like, they're essentially Psylocke from X-Men. They have these big psychic like knives on their arms and uh, do a bunch of crazy shit, but it's all like close range. So they're a high risk, high reward sort of character where they have to get up close to do it all. Um, so it's like really cool and really fun and definitely adds a fresh new element to XCOM 2. Nice. If if I knew that's what this was going to be, I probably would have just jumped straight into it instead of playing the you know, vanilla version. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm still fucking way into it. I got like, I think I have like 96 hours total in the game. And I think I have 42 of those hours were in the last two weeks. Damn. So like, I've just been going ham. Like I played probably like for four or five hours this morning and I probably played for like seven last night. So like I went to bed at like 3 a.m., woke up and got right back into it. Damn, uh, that's signs of a good game, though. It's keeping my attention. I'm still playing on, like, the... There's, like, four levels of difficulty. I'm, like, the second easiest. Because, like, I can start seeing where the ch- people would want to challenge now. I'm getting to the point where I know enough tactics and strategy where I can kind of breeze through most levels easily. Yeah. But the thing I hate the most is... I love good. I love a fair amount of RNG in games. I love just random bullshit. That's why I love uh, roguelike games so much. Mm-hmm. But the problem with XCOM is... If you get, like, RNG and, like, D&D, you can always salvage it. You can always do something to, like, counteract it and make it, like, survivable. XCOM, if you just got bullshit RNG, you're just fucked. Like, you're just dead. And they're just like, what's the big deal? You should have had another soldier. It's like, it takes so much time to train these soldiers. It takes so much resources to train. Like, I don't just have another one ready to go. And, like, by the time that soldier died, I'm in the end game, and I don't have, you know, time to replace them. So, like... When you lose an XCOM or when you get hit in XCOM, you take a huge hit and it sucks. So, like, I could see the thrill of the challenge. I don't want that, though. <laughs> I just want to play the game and not get beamed down endlessly. So, it is fun and it is great, but, like, it's unforgiving. <laughs> yeah, so for I that see. certain audience, for sure. Because there's just times where, like, uh, if you have a character that gets mind-controlled by an alien... They automatically go into Overwatch, but it doesn't tell you that they go into Overwatch. So I was like, cool, that guy's mind control. Let me go and kill the one mind controlling him. And as soon as my guy moves, he gets shot at by the uh, human that's being mind controlled uh, in Overwatch. He shoots him and kills him instantly. I was like, I misclicked. I did not want that to happen. And XCOM says, tough shit, man. That's the game. I was like, yeah, no. Uh, quick save. Reload. Like, yep. fuck you. I'm going to save scum because that's some... As great as the game is, it's got mod support right away, so you can customize it all to hell and stuff. It's great. It's broken as fuck. It's, it crashed on me last night. There's plenty of scenes where the audio is still going, but the scene I'm looking at froze because it's no. still chugging along and, like, loading. And once yep. it's done loading, it'll catch up. But, like... Does it, it speed up, like, really fast then, too? Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Uh, other times, it just like, characters will just glitch through stuff. Um, like, it's janky as shit. And everyone acknowledges that. That's why there's so many mods that kind of fix that and have, like, quality of life uh, benefits. Okay. Um, so it's good in that regard. But, like, I I don't feel bad about saves coming in this game at all because it's so janky. And sometimes, like, yeah, you'll have a 98% chance shot of hitting it. But you secretly don't. There's secret factors behind the scenes you don't see. And uh, we're not going to tell you about. So uh, get fucked. And it's like, <sighs> all right, if that's how we're doing it, I'm going to save scum. Like, I don't feel bad. Yeah. Oh, 
I've forgotten entirely. In the War of the Chosen as well, there's a whole another group of enemies called the Lost, who are just zombies. Um, alien tech fell into cities and just corrupted people and just turned them into zombies. So they're super easy. Um, you, you, you shoot one and kill them instantly in that turn. You can keep shooting and keep going. So that mm-hmm. way it's, uh, it's a way to counteract from being overwhelmed by their sheer numbers. Because like zombies, they get drawn to noise. So if you throw like a grenade or something explodes, a swarm of them will appear. Okay. And it's really fun. It's because I'm playing on the easier difficulty and I'm, I'm always so cautious. I don't think they've never been much of a threat to me per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is just really satisfying, like struggling against these aliens and like all this hard levels of like rescuing a hostage or breaking in and planting a bomb and sneaking out that you can just go into a city and just start popping off zombies left and right. And just like, pop, 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 pop. <laughs> like, I think in one turn, one of my Rangers ran in, shot a bunch, like used one of those abilities to keep running. And I think he killed like 16 in one turn or something crazy. Like, it's insane. Versus an alien where it's like, I shot a guy and took out an eighth of his health. And that's the good shot. Yeah. So, like, it's really satisfying to just go in and just, like, tear through a bunch of zombies and stuff. So, yeah. If if you like XCOM, you like tactics games, you like a good challenge, XCOM's great. XCOM 2's great. War of the Chosen's great. I haven't gotten Chimera Squad yet. I haven't played Chimera Squad yet, but I'll probably jump right into it after I'm done. So... Mm -hmm. It's one of those. It's one of those games where you either love it or you really, really hate it. And uh, it's it's not a ton of people that love it, but the people that do really love it. Or you hate it so much that you love it. I'm kind of at that point. Yeah, <laughs> You're like a masochist, where it's like, oh, it burns so good. Man, that's actually something I forgot to mention uh, when I was playing Animal Crossing just before we started the podcast. This is the first time I'm encountering it. Controller mm-hmm. drift. And I'm like, Ooh. fuck. So my question to you is, because I know you already sent off your shit to get fixed. Yeah. You just send the Joy-Cons themselves or the whole unit? Uh, just the Joy-Cons. If you do, ha- you can send the whole Switch itself if you have other issues going on with it. Um, Luckily, I don't. So I would just probably want to... And, and that's another question I was thinking. Like, what if I just bought new Joy-Cons? Would that fix the problem? No, because it's like a hardware thing. So I, I believe like the Red Ring of Death was a specific hardware issue where once they knew what it was, they changed how they built them and fixed it. So any new Xbox was fixed. Yeah. But I think with the Joy-Cons, it's just a faulty like hardware ingrained into it. So it's kind of yeah. like, yeah, every Switch is going to get the drift eventually. So yeah, even if I bought new ones, it'd probably be just it'd a temporary fix. Be a while, yeah. I know people who bought like, you know, Six pairs of Joy-Cons or whatever for, you know, game night or a bunch of people are coming over, families and friends and all this stuff. And, uh, yeah, once one of the Joy-Cons got a drift, they would just switch to the next pair and eventually they all got the drift. Oh. So it's it's one of those things where it's like, if you got it, it's better to just get them fixed. Yeah. I don't know for sure if the fix actually fi- is a permanent fix or if they will get the drift again and you just have to keep doing it. Yeah, I'm curious about that myself. I mean, you haven't experienced that yet, right? I haven't experienced any, but I mean, it's the drift took me like maybe a year and a half to actually start noticing. Yeah, I mean, I've had my Switch for quite a while now. I'm I feel fortunate that it's only just showing up now, but man, yeah. it does it is annoying. So like with Animal Crossing, because it's it's pretty much segment tile based. It's not the biggest issue. It can be annoying. Um, I mean, it, it the problem with the drift is it's progressive, so it gets worse and worse and worse. But like Luigi's Mansion too. I couldn't play that game with the drift. Like, yeah, that. that's what I mean. It's not terrible right now, but I can already tell if you're saying it's going to get worse and worse. I'm like, oh man, like I just want to get go fishing or something. He starts moving. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so or like you're you know digging up a specific tree, and like as you're putting the shovel down, he turns and digs up your money tree. Yes, you lose all that progress. Um, but like if there's another game to start playing on the Switch, it's. It is better to just send them away and get them fixed. Um, okay. I believe the ones I sent them to, I believe they're in LA. So, like, my I sent them off and they were back within, like, three days or something real fast. So, I don't yeah, know if I'm that's... I'm wondering if they have, like, a, a facility out this way, too. Or if I just send it to those people, it might just take a week or two. That's what I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it was fast because of my proximity to them. Um, I'm sure Nintendo's got it down pat of how to fix them, though. Like, as soon as they come in, there's probably just an assembly line of people fixing Switch, uh, Joy-Cons. You know what? I think I'm going to take matters into my own hands. DIY, let's go on YouTube and figure this one out. Some I'm people do. You're, you're the guy who wraps his towel around his uh, 
Xbox 360 to melt the fucking solder down to the exposed <laughs> wires. You can do yeah, it. Yeah, that's insane. It might work. You're definitely going to avoid the warranty, though. Yeah, exactly. So I It was within the warranty for me. I'm just like, fuck it. I'm not really playing anything right now. Let me send it away. And it was back within the week. So I'm like, no charge. Like, yeah. Uh, like I said. No like, brainer. Their website's kind of a bitch to navigate. Um, but they do have like a specific field for like, my Joy-Cons, it's got the drift. And then they're just like, say no more. We know what to do with the rest. So you just wrap them up in like a plastic bag and like put them in packaging and ship them off. And yeah, simple as that. Yeah. Use promo code ABTS and they'll pay you. <laughs> they give you money. Um, yeah. I did hear there's something going on with the quarantine because of it. So like maybe the people that fix the Joy-Cons at their factory or whatever aren't at the factory anymore. So maybe they can't fix them now. Um, so definitely look into that before you send them off. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But that'll probably do it for our gaming discussion. Uh, do you want to see if there's anything in the show topics slash news before we wrap this one up? Yeah, uh, game news-wise, Evo, the big uh, fighting game tournament, that's yeah notorious. I mean, it's great that they do great stuff, but also notorious. Um, like everything else, it was canceled. So now they're going online. So they're having the tournament instead of like a one weekend long event. It's like over the course of a week and like, you know, this tournament's playing at 5 p.m. this day. This tournament's playing at 5 p.m. this day. So you can tune in now on Twitch and stuff and watch them. So Hell yeah. luckily, because gaming has been just increasing exponentially over the years, uh, they have plenty of options to navigate it. One of the interesting things, though, is they haven't really explained it, but they canceled the Super Smash Brothers tournament. Wait, why? They haven't really explained. They didn't really talk too much about why. They just said, hey, we're switching to Evo Online, and here are the tournaments we're holding this year. Good luck. And, like, they didn't really reveal anything else. Smash is a staple. People will be snotty. Like, fighting game snobs will be like, it's not a real fighting game. It's a fighting platforming game. It's not legit. Whatever. It is a cornerstone of Evo. Like, that you can't deny. And it's definitely one of the more recognizable fighting games. Like, you know... Before this podcast, before I talked about it, did you ever hear of Guilty Gear, Doug? Or oh, for sure. You have? Yeah. Oh, I never heard of it before. My oh, friend, I'm like, just, uh, I don't know. I grew, like, growing up into, like, all the PlayStation 1 games, there's, like, my local uh, mom and pop video game shop called Microplay, and I remember seeing Guilty Gear being like, what the heck is that? <laughs> oh, okay. Fair Maybe it's just me. Um, but I know there's some more obscure uh, fighting games at the Evo tournaments and stuff. Um but uh, Smash Brothers is a very recognizable brand. So, like, it's a huge draw for them. So people were like, whoa, why'd they cancel it? Yeah, it's particularly weird for them to not address it either and just be like, here's the reason we're not doing it. It's like, uh, that's one of your, like... Staples. Go-tos. Yeah, yeah. staple. Exactly. Um, instead, they have Skullgirls. They brought Skullgirls back, which, hey, is a, a great fighting game, and it's got a huge, like, loyal fan base and stuff, so it's cool to see them, uh, Skullgirls, back. Um I got a heavy speculation, and I'm sure a lot of people online do it too, that it's because Nintendo's online play is fucking garbage. I was wondering that, or if there's a way that someone could exploit something or another to be like, oh, well, there's Uh, no way to... I'm not sure. No, I think it's what you're suggesting. Lag, uh... Was it lag switching? It, It People abused it with, like, Dark Souls and Demon Souls, where... Oh. They would have the lag would be like sputtering out. So on your screen, it looks like they're standing still, but on their screen, they're moving around. And then they yeah. you know they're behind you and backstab you and kill you. Um, like lag switching yeah, or something bullshit. it's called. Um, it might be that. I'm sure they're definitely like thinking about all those possibilities, having it be online now. Yeah. But yeah, Switch has bad online play. Smash Brothers in particular has some of the worst online gameplay I've seen in any game. So like... I love Smash Brothers. I haven't played like me and Mark used to play all the time. We haven't played because like we just. It's can't a game do it. I never wanted to invest in because I just don't see myself playing it unless you have friends. So and it's, everyone knows I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we got the podcast. Exactly. Um, it's the a illusion. fun game. It's definitely better. Uh, Ultimate's definitely better by yourself because it's got the spirit board. So there's only always new challenges and stuff, and there's always someone you can fight. And like the computers are better now, so they actually do a good challenge now. Yeah, um, but yeah, it it always is better with friends. Like I went back for a buddy of mine and Mark's uh, wedding, and like for like the bachelor party or like the night before the wedding stuff, we just got drunk and played Smash Brothers like all night, and it was Hell great. Yeah. 
That sounds like a real fun time. Yeah, it was great, but it's because we were all local in the same room. If it's online, yep. it really doesn't work. Yeah. So that's my speculation on why they swapped it out because it's it's just so unforgivable. But the weird thing is, like Splatoon two and like Mario Kart, their online is great or like at least decent. That's what I've heard. Yeah. So it's so weird. The Smash Brothers is so bad considering it's one of their biggest titles. That is bizarre. Oh, one that jumps out at me, and I feel like. I don't know, the video game gods have been listening to our podcast. Uh, <laughs> Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remaster coming this September. So it's like, oh, yeah. not even just like, oh, it's in development. Way it's like, down, here's, yeah. here's the goddamn release date. And it's early <laughs> September, like September 4th. And like, I am not one to be like, oh, this is, a, I'm a day one purchaser, but I will be for this. Like, this is nostalgia in a nutshell, I'm so excited. It's got all the original soundtrack like licensing. That must uh, have been a night like th- that had to have been. I don't know how they pulled that I, one I, off. I don't think people realize how much of a goddamn nightmare like copyright and like getting song rights, especially song rights, is. But the problem there is, so. it's just like who's going to turn down money <laughs> well, it's, it's <laughs> if you're a, the art. It's like the you know brand. what I mean. So like uh, we uh, anime uh, tangent real quick. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is this huge running series that's been going on since, like, the late 70s, maybe early 80s and stuff. And yeah. Anime's been out. It's got, like, eight seasons of the anime out or some some nonsense. It only got localized to, like, the fourth season recently because of the copyright infringement. Because all of, like, the guys have, like, these special powers. All of the powers are based off different music uh, things. Like, musicians or song titles or band names what? and stuff. Yeah, and like one character in particular, all his stuff's named after Prince songs, and Prince is litigious as shit. Even Prince is dead, but even his yeah uh, estate uh, or- estate yeah estate sword, uh, even his estate is super litigious about stuff like that. So like just get translating the stuff and like dubbing it and localizing it has been such a nightmare. So instead of like uh, Purple Rain, they have to change it to like maroon fog or something else yeah and then people get all pissy of like oh the dub's not good because they have to change it because it's a legal nightmare to actually try and use the actual names of these stuff well, the so, same thing just happened to evangelion or whatever on netflix yeah, people are like the, bitching about the ending being not the original yes yeah so stuff like that like that's why they have to change that stuff it's never a, ch- a creative choice if they can stay true to the source material they would but it's usually some legal bullshit they have to change it for that's so. ridiculous. It even happened to Scrubs. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, all of, like the phrase song, like, and I never would have suspected that uh, Scrubs music was you know notable until I re- I watched a rerun of it. I was like, this right? is wrong. This feels wrong. Yeah. So I'm like, and I, like people talking about this when this news came out with Tony Hawk's uh, games were being remastered. I didn't realize like how iconic they were. I knew they were huge for you know us growing up and like all my friends. Uh, but seeing people on Twitter being like, oh, I can't I can't hear, you know, Motorhead's Ace of Spades without thinking of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. Yep. Like that oh, Goldfinger. Yeah. So many bands. It's incredible. Yeah, honestly, that franchise is what brought Rage Against the Machine into my world. And I was like, Same. wow, yeah. this band is insane. Yeah. So, yeah, I have a lot to thank them for. And that's what I mean. I just also love the gameplay, the way you do tricks. It it's just flows solid. so well. Now it's all in a fucking high-definition 4K, like... I am so ready for this. I've been bitching like for the past year or two on this podcast, being like, where are the skateboard games at? This is all I really wanted was a remaster. And I get the first two. And honestly, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 is the one I'm the most excited for. I feel like the first game was just like a trial run. There's some good mm-hmm. uh, parks and skate parks in there, but I, it, I think 2 is really where it gets really fun. Yeah, they knew what to fix and what to like capitalize on and stuff. And yeah, Exactly. It's- it's very much of the time. It's like Streets of Rage. I was talking about uh, last podcast, Streets of Rage 4, where yeah. it's like, it's a good game. It does everything well. It was just so very much of its time. And I think that's the same with skateboarding games. I think that's why there's not really new ones, because skateboarding was so big in the 90s and like early 2000s. And it just kind of like became commonplace. It wasn't as it wasn't the skating boom that it once was. So yeah. like, every studio couldn't make a skateboarding game. Uh, there's a few uh, skate like one and two like they certainly try and they're pretty good but like yeah tony Hawk had this specific brand of like the characters you can unlock and the boards you could get and stuff and like it's gonna be weird seeing bam Margera in a skateboarding game in 2020 <laughs> but like it might happen 
Yeah. Oh, man. They're bringing back the classics. Rodney Mullen. I'm just excited to play Tony Hawk. That's what I mean, especially after they after they betrayed us with Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5. It's like, all right, just make the good games again. Yeah, that's that was sad to see, like, the slow death of, like, Tony Hawk games. Being yeah, like, what you the You could buy fuck? a giant skateboard controller. It's like, no, don't. Yeah, oh, that was depressing. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure by that point it was out of Tony Hawk's hands. Like, his name was just on it, like, Stanley and Marvel. Yeah, and other people were more or less trying to push peripherals for video game consoles, being like, look how successful Guitar Hero is. We have skateboards. So stuff like that. Tony Hawk has like three or or six kids. I don't know. I think he's got a bunch. So he's probably just like, fuck it. Give me my – I'll take it. I need to put this kid through college. So I don't blame him. Yeah, Uh, it's all good. He was on Hollywood Handbook not long ago. It was fucking fantastic. It was so funny, dude. I can't recommend that enough. It's crazy. It's it's always weird to see me, like just seeing Tony Hawk being like, He's the guy. But then he's also just like, I'm just a dad. Like, leave me alone. Yep. Like, yep. You're the guy. You're Mr. 900. He's like, come on. <laughs> he's just tired. Uh, yeah. What else is there? Oh, kind of still talking about fighting games. Not not much news with this one. Just I don't really care about it. But uh, Mortal Kombat 11 reveals a new character. They had like Shang Tsung from like the movies, like the Mortal Kombat movies and stuff. Hell yeah. The Terminator in it. At this point, it's just a crazy. It's borderline Smash Brothers with the, just the crazy characters they have now. Yes, because Soul Calibur always had the weird console exclusive character like Spawn and Link and Hihachi and Yoda. Yeah, Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Uh, and it was just one or like a few per game, and then it changed. Mortal Kombat now did Mortal Kombat vs DC and like Injustice, and now they're just carrying that stuff over like permanently. So, Hell like, yeah! The Joker is in Mortal Kombat now as just what? like a DLC character. The Terminator is in it. And, That's uh, crazy. The most recent one, just fucking RoboCop. What? Now like, I'm interested. <laughs> so, like, they have the trailer, and they're like, oh, Raiden's brother, and uh, Shiva, like, from all the other games. It's like, yeah, I know those two. Yeah, you know, whatever. And it's like, RoboCop. It's like, I'm sorry, excuse me? <laughs> yeah, what year is it? Because, okay, it's actually kind of crazy, because growing up, like, as a young boy, I've had all sorts of action figures, and... Oh, yeah. Many of them were RoboCop, and I was thinking to myself, like, growing up- That's a hard R movie. It is a very hard- and I remember as a child being like, well, this is the action figure I have. My dad one day was like, uh, well, I'm watching RoboCop, you can see some of it, and it was just, like, very just violent, and I was just like, what is this? I I would love to revisit it as an adult and be like, I can't believe I saw any bit of this at all as a child. But yeah, it's just like, he's graphically being- he's- yeah, he's like it's, half man, half robot. I don't know. It's just it's, the lower and all the guns. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's the thing. I had a huge robot, uh, RoboCop toy as a kid. I don't know if I ever saw the movie, but then it got that's turned into a kids say. cartoon. How how did they push that onto kids so well? Because <laughs> it got turned into a kids cartoon. It was the '90s, where literally the reason so many people have such like f- like nostalgia for the '90s and such hard fan uh, passion for certain fan bases is because it was just merchandise to shit. So there's cereals and toys and games and commercials and movies and tie-ins and just everywhere for everything. I mean, Ghostbusters, they had Ghostbusters 1 and 2 in the 80s. And then they had the Ghostbusters cartoon, the new Ghostbusters. And then they had, like, tie-in. So, like, you just attach that because it was just everywhere for you. So, yeah, like, I don't know when I actually saw Robocop for the first time. It wasn't as a kid, I don't think. But I, I had a bunch of toys. I, I just remember seeing maybe a few scenes as a kid because my dad was like, yeah, sure. And then yeah. it was probably like, okay, you got it. Oh, that's enough, yeah. Because <laughs> I think RoboCop was actually going to be NC-17 originally, and then they were able to fight it down to an R because it's super violent. There's one yes. scene where he just straight up shoots a dude in the dick, so much yeah. so that that's the fatality in Mortal Kombat. That's incredible. Oh, wow. I love that they pay that homage. Oh, it's, you got it. That's such a classic moment, and it's... Yeah, it's crazy to see them just pulling out. And it's not like the weird 20, what was it, 2014 RoboCop where they try to reboot it. I was just curious about that because I was thinking to myself, they did that in recent years and nobody gave a shit. But no like, I know their originals were what's up. And it, it feels like a franchise that you would want to revisit, but not if they're going to fuck it up like they did it in 2014. Yeah, so I'm sure that's going to be a skin firm in the game. But like the one they're advertising is classic RoboCop because it's... There's something just about the aesthetic of just this big, clunky-ass Metal, robot. Yes. Like, he feels like he shit. belongs in the Mortal Kombat universe for some reason, knowing like they there's other robots. weird like, cyborgs, like s- a smoke and all of those. Yes, yeah, uh, Cyrax. 
Yes. So like, yeah, they got cyborgs and shit. Why not? Noob Cybot gets turned. I into love one. it. Noob this Cy- is such a Noob cool... Cybot is the original Sub Zero who then dies, goes to hell, and then gets captured as like a demon, and then gets turned into a rope. Like Mortal Kombat's bonkers and shit. But it's love the it. fun fantasy of like, yeah, this doesn't make sense. It's like, yeah, why would it? We don't care. This is fun. All, yeah. all that matters is it's fun. It's like, yeah, okay, I, I can dig with this. I can jive with this. So well, if they're just going off of like super over merchandised like characters, let's get Gumby in the mix. I'd <laughs> love to see that. Nah, dude, the give it time. They'll remaster uh, Clay Fighters. Uh, was it oh, 60, shit. 63 and one third? It was the N64 one. There what the hell is this? Uh, the airplane? Movie? Yeah, Naked Gun. Uh, uh, yeah, there it is. Third. Um, but yeah, uh, Clay Fighters was just a size-growing fighting game, and there was Earthworm Jim in it. Um, and I think a few and Boogerman and I think someone else. Oh damn, some Genesis classics. Oh yeah, yeah. So like, if they bring back Clay Fighters, like, hell yeah, try to go for Gumby. I don't know if you will. I don't know who owns the rights to Gumby. That might be like a Mickey Mouse level like lockdown. Like no yeah. one can touch Gumby because you don't see him in anything. But like, especially after Eddie Murphy uh, in SNL. Um, but like, yeah, if you can do Clay Fighters again, why not go for Gumby? Why not? It's the most iconic yeah. claymation character there is. Hell yeah. Um, what else is there? Gaming-wise, uh, another Paper Mario game coming out. Origami Mario... Uh, or- the Origami King. Oh, so, cool. I know some people who say Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door is one of their favorite games of all time. Oh, damn. I played some of them. They're good. They're genuinely good. They're like good RPGs and stuff. I guess JRPG is Japanese. But like, yeah, so some people are going to be super pumped for that. I love the variety in Mario games, but I just feel like the Paper Mario ones never did it for me personally, so I probably will overlook this one. It, it deviates a lot from all the other Mario games. It's it's more of an homage to Super Mario RPG. Right. So, like, if people like that game, you'll like the Paper Mario games. If you didn't, then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but some people love them. Uh, and then transitioning from game news to game general media, like TV show news... There's apparently talks about a Kingdom Hearts live action show. Oh, no. And, okay. For Disney you Plus. You would think, like, Kingdom Hearts, it's like, oh, you've got my interest. But live <laughs> action, like, no. Like, yeah. we've done this too many times, and we're going to do it with every franchise ever, including the most convoluted franchise <laughs> of all time. Like, I'm just even thinking, like, who are you going to cast as Sora? Like, I don't want this. Nobody wants this. Kingdom Hearts <laughs> fans don't want this. How many like, times have you bought Kingdom Hearts and you don't want this? Yeah. It's like, I will give you my money if you give me Kingdom Hearts 4, <laughs> but not in a TV show. Like, I don't need that. It's an ARG experience. This is Kingdom Hearts 4. You got to watch it now. Oh, that's so dis- disturbing. And also just knowing the general, like, success rate of live action remakes. Like, it's it's just bound for failure and i feel like all kingdom hearts fans are gonna be like i love the kingdom hearts franchise except the tv show kingdom hearts, uh, live action adaptations don't have to be good they have to make money that's all they are yeah well they're not getting any from me actually <laughs> i probably am gonna watch it because i need to see how bad it is <laughs> i mean it's in, it's reported that it's in development so like even if it is being made it's not for you know five years god knows how much cgi they'll need so yeah i just am curious if it is going to be like oh it's sora Kyrie, and riku or if it's like it's a whole new cast of characters and we're just trying something new that i'd actually prefer that maybe it doesn't matter it's all bullshit yeah you're right i saw something like i can't believe they're trying this i'm like if there's any series i would fully expect to try and do a live ad- action adaptation it's a kingdom hearts because it's garbage and nonsense and they'll try well, anything i would have maybe expected it like 10 years ago, but, like, when it's, like, in the throes of, like, everyone's, like, loving Kingdom Hearts 2 and shit, and, like, I don't know. It's, it, it, they definitely missed the boat, like, it's definitely left a bad taste in people's mouths since the third one came out, so, like, if they wanted to peak fandom, they lost that. Um, uh, not, not, like, to get too spoilery, but, like, uh, real quick, Final Fantasy VII Remake, um, I watched a Let's Play of it because I don't have a PS4, um, I'm not going to get it too deep into spoilers, but if you want to hear nothing about it, just skip ahead like 30 seconds or a minute. Yeah. Um, uh, the remake was done by the same guy that did Kingdom Hearts, Nomura. And like seeing the ending of Final Fantasy VII, it gets real Kingdom Heartsy, like real quick out of nowhere. Huh. Like, 
I, I don't I won't get too into it, but it like it really went from like, oh man, this is fun. I'm glad to see they're not taking themselves like too serious. Like they have fun with the whole dressing up Cloud as a girl like scene and stuff. Yeah. Like they like they really have a lot of jokes in there and stuff. I'm like, ah, oh, this is pretty good. I you know, I like this. Even the changes they make are kind of weird with the ghosts and stuff, but like, alright, I like this. But then like the last chapter, which is like, what the fuck is happening here? Like this got real Nomura real quick, and like I yeah. don't like it. So like I've said it before, I'm not the biggest seven fan, but like th- it went from like seven to Kingdom Hearts, like zero to, zero to sixty real fast. So like we'll see what happens. They haven't even talked about episode two yet, so like who knows what they're doing or if they're working on it. But it yeah. just sucks how Kingdom Hearts is like synonymous with convoluted storytelling, and I, I even like there's like a tweet you shared in our Slack of like, uh, oh here's four different Rikus and it's like, they're all the same characters. And then there's four different Rikus. The same it's like, characters. These are, they're all different. Though, and they yeah. are. And it's even more ridiculous. Cause it's like, wait, how does that make sense at all? It's just, and I, yeah, the response was like, I'm having a stroke. It's like, everyone is. There's, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Uh, Barry Kramer used to be on game grumps. Now he's on his own. Uh, did a kingdom hearts summary video. It's like 35 minutes long or something. It boils it like, all the games up to three down into like 30 minutes. It feels like you're having an aneurysm. Like it just is so stupid, but he's, he's like, it's all accurate. He's reporting. It is. It That's the frustrating thing as a fan watching it being like, fuck, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Like, <laughs> he, it's like anytime I get like too deep into like one piece or Spider-Man, like, all right, let me talk to you about the clone saga. This is where it gets stupid. And it's just like, ah, oh, yeah, it does get stupid, but I love it. Um, yeah, everything's destined to have bad writing if you're going long enough. Look at our podcast. <laughs> <It's not like laughs> yeah, we write this. this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and last thing, I just want to bring up real quick. Uh, the DC streaming service doesn't seem to be doing great. Who would have thought? It's cloud. The streaming service uh, market's uh, bloated already. Uh, but the exclusive to it, the Swamp Thing show, that's supposed to be really good and got canceled before it even aired, which is horseshit. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, good news is you don't have to have the streaming service anymore. It's going to be airing on the CW. Bad news is it's going to be airing on the CW. Yeah. They butcher those shows. Season one and two of Arrow was good. Half of season one of The Flash is good. Everything else is garbage. Don't talk to me about Legends of Tomorrow. I don't care. They lost my faith. I'm not watching it. But Swamp Thing? Bet your fucking ass I'm watching Swamp Thing. And it's got uh, Derek Myers who plays Swamp Thing himself. Uh, he was like Jason in the last uh, Friday Thirteenth movie and stuff. Uh, I met him way. I met him years ago. One of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Nice. So, if nothing else, I'll watch it because of him. Very cool. Yep. Well, that'll do it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. That was an episode. Let's wrap this up and do some plugs. Uh, where can our listeners find you and your anime podcast? You can find me on Twitter abts brendan, and it's mostly just me plugging the anime podcast, which is Are We There Yet? Uh, we've watched three episodes of an anime or a movie and uh, recap it and discuss it and try to convert non-weebs into weebs. We don't have a great uh, success tra- uh, track record. Um, but we did have uh, Rai Chase on recently who uh, it just oh, cool. got announced that uh, she voices uh, some of the new NPC characters in Fallout 76. Hell yeah. Because they talked about how there were no NPC characters and then everyone hated that so they added some. Uh, so she voices a few of those characters and uh, she's got a bunch of other projects that are NDA, so we can't promote them quite yet, unfortunately. Gotcha. Uh, we watched Kirby right back at you with her. <laughs> and then um, teaser uh, for like a few weeks from now, but we watched the Ghost in the Shell movie, the original one from 95. Oh, nice. Uh, it's all on YouTube with the subtitles, and like it's fucking amazing. Like It's genuinely an inc- incredibly gorgeous movie and just well done. Like If you like Blade Runner and like put dystopian sci-fi future stuff like that like it's very much worth your time to watch the original Go- uh, ghost in the shell uh but we watched that with kiff vandalhovel sorry kiff your last name's tricky um <laughs> but he's a voice actor and you might know him best as comstock from bioshock infinite oh cool so we watched that with him and that might be our longest episode that might be like a two-hour episode because we just got so into it and he was just a very he's a great guest to have on so uh, keep your eye out for that episode that's awesome oh man lots of cool stuff to check out there and listeners if you like our show give us a like follow subscribe we're findable at all the places at abt silence uh i have a record label it's missedoutrecords.com got lots of lathe cut records and uh cassettes and other things you might want to check out just head over there 
But uh, I think that's going to do it for this week. We will be back next week, hopefully with some other co-hosts. I think Matt Bassa, maybe Whitney. We'll see. But uh, see you guys next time. Bye. See you.